0: This is the Adam's Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry, Adam's Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 12, verses 21 to 25. On an appointed day, Herod dressed himself in royal clothing sat on the throne and gave his speech to them. The people shouted, The voice of a god and not a man. Immediately an angel of the Lord struck him, because he didn't give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their service, also taking with them John, who was called Mark. coming back around to Acts chapter 12, Herod should have been more like Paul and Barnabas, tearing his clothes and crying out to the crowds after his oration, Why are you doing this? I'm only a man. But it appears Herod had like a God complex. It seems like he loved being in control, having authority and dominance over others, and then as if he was God himself, being their savior and receiving the credit for it. You've probably heard the saying, absolute power corrupts. There are certainly examples of this throughout history, when people in powerful positions start to think they are like God themselves. We see this play out not only in the political sins, but in any situation where ego-driven individuals accumulate unchecked power and authority over others. There are certainly Herod-like tyrants in the corporate world today. And of course, this can creep into a religious context as well. I'm thinking of people like Warren Jeffs, the polygamous cult leader who now sits in prison for abusing women and children. And here's a quote from the founder of Mormonism that I think reflects the similar type of vain Herodian self-glory we see expressed here in Acts chapter 12. Joseph Smith said, Come on, ye prosecutors, ye false swearers, all hell, boil over ye burning mountains, roll down your lava. For I will come on top at last. I have more to boast of than ever any man had. I'm the only man that's ever been able to keep the church together since the days of Adam. A large majority of the whole have stood by me. Neither Paul, John, Peter, nor Jesus ever did it. I boast that no man ever did such a work as I. The followers of Jesus ran away from him but the Latter-day Saints never ran away from me yet. When they can get rid of me, the devil will also go. Man, even just quoting that, I'm wondering, like, am I gonna get struck by lightning? Again, that's not me, that's Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism. Narcissists want the control, attention, credit, and glory. Followers of Jesus want him to have all the power, glory, and dominion. For Jesus' followers, This is their anthem to their God who sits on the throne in heaven. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. We Christians echo what's written in the 115th Psalm, verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. Jesus had said to the Jews in John 5.44, How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? King Herod in Acts chapter 12 wasn't seeking to honor God, he was seeking his own glory from men. Jesus warns multiple times in the Gospel accounts that everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Herod's downfall is tragic but not unique. Many have come to share a similar fate. No one knows when they'll die and be held accountable before God. Hebrews 9.27 tells us that it's appointed once for man to die and after this judgment. Herod was a blasphemer who exalted himself as God. He deserved God's judgment. Even so, God had been patient with him but even God's patience wanes. The harsh truth is all of us deserve God's judgment. Before God brought me out of death into life by His grace through faith in Jesus Christ, I was a child of wrath, a son of disobedience, continually storing up wrath for myself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Jesus described hell as a place where the fire isn't quenched and where the worm doesn't die. Revelation 21 verse 8 indicates that all sinners deserve their portion in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Worms consuming Herod is a grotesque picture of the second death that awaits those who, like Herod, reject Jesus and exalt themselves. Jesus tells us to sober up and stay awake. None of us know when Jesus is returning. None of us know when we'll die. Let's not mess around with playing Herod in our lives. The path of Herod is death and worms. The path to life is humility. The path to mercy is submission. Jesus says that unless we humble ourselves like little children, we'll not enter the kingdom of God. Jesus paid the penalty for our sin on the cross of Calvary nearly 2000 years ago as a perfect and willing offering to God the Father. Jesus suffered the wrath that we deserved on a cross, and was raised from the dead after three days, so that we can receive the forgiveness of our sins through faith in His name, so we can receive the free gift of eternal life. Whoever believes in Jesus is not condemned. Whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Those who persist in rejecting Jesus as Lord and Savior will someday meet a sudden, horrible fate, like Herod. They will suddenly be broken beyond healing. If you haven't received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, today can be the day of your salvation. Every day is a gift from God. Every breath we breathe is an act of mercy and grace from our Creator God. While we still live, While it's still day, let's humble ourselves before the one true God and submit to his command, to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Herod didn't wake up that day thinking it was his last, but it was. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Guys, God opposes the proud, like Herod, but he gives grace to the humble. Confess your sin to God. Receive the forgiveness God is offering you through Christ. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. He's inviting you to let him in. He wants to pour his spirit into your heart. He wants you to experience the lasting love, joy, and peace that life in Christ brings. Jesus, the God and creator of all things, loves you, died for you, wants to be in a relationship with you. All right, let's finish Acts chapter 12, verse 24. But the word of God grew and multiplied. God dealt with Herod, a great threat and persecutor of the church, Instead of a mass slaughter of the leaders of the early Christian church because of Herod, God cleared the path for more growth. God did some weeding. Herod was a huge thorn in the side for the church, but God took care of it. And the church multiplied as the Word of God grew. Notice in Acts of pattern? Out of seasons of difficulty and persecution would often come times of increase. God grows and strengthens his body through trials. Just like working out, right? You're not gonna get buff if you don't work out. And the workout for the church were trials and opposition and hardships. And doesn't God often grant seasons of rest after times of difficulty? At least it feels that way for me. And notice the growth of the church is always tied to the spreading of God's word. As God's word prevails and increases, so does Christ's body. Verse 25, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their service, also taking with him John who was called Mark. This chapter ends by redirecting our attention to Paul and Barnabas. Remember they had left Antioch to go to Jerusalem with financial gifts for the believers there. We learned in Acts 11:29 to 30, As any of the disciples had plenty, each determined to send relief to the brothers who lived in Judea, which they also did, sending it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. When Paul and Barnabas had completed their mission to send relief to the brothers in Judea, they returned to Antioch, taking with them John called Mark. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 tells us, for everything there's a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. Paul and Barnabas had fulfilled the service God had for them in Jerusalem and sending relief to the saints. Have you ever heeded a call from God to serve him in a certain capacity? Maybe that was a mission trip to a foreign country. Maybe it was service in your local church, like serving in the kids ministry or leading a Wednesday night Bible study. After a season of faithful service in an area, Has the Holy Spirit ever indicated to you that your service in that capacity was fulfilled? That it was time to move on? Or like in Paul's and Barnabas' case, the task was simply completed? For me, being in a traveling Christian ministry can at times feel grueling and demanding. Travel schedules can lead to physical exhaustion, lack of sleep, and uncertainties. Ministry can also take an emotional toll. While on the road doing ministry, for example, I deeply miss my family. At the same time, I love the fellowship I get to have with other believers in Christ and appreciate those who host with such generous hospitality. I find I'm naturally more of an introvert than an extrovert. And so while I love the fellowship, extended amounts of time interacting with lots of people can be draining for me. Proclaiming the gospel and sharing testimony of Jesus is my ultimate passion, even so, Doing it time and time again in public settings comes with its own pressures and challenges, though Jesus is always faithful and I know His grace is sufficient in my weaknesses. I'll note as well spiritual warfare is a real thing. Sometimes in the middle of doing ministry for Christ, I think Satan can try to discourage, tempt and bring us down because he hates what Christ is working through us. All of this just to say, I find it helpful and more sustainable long-term when I'm able to balance seasons of intense evangelistic ministry and travel with other periods of being more homebound. For example, when I've been on a long ministry trip, I love getting to go back to the sanctuary of my local church, meaning not the actual building, but the people, to hear God's word preached and to be ministered to by my dear local family in Christ just like the Apostle Paul and Romans 1 longed to see the believers in Rome, that they might be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I'm certainly encouraged and edified in my local church. Traveling Christian ministry can be physically, emotionally, and spiritually demanding. It's nice to be able to have times when I just get to sit back and relax, allowing others to pour into me the gifts Christ has given them. I can certainly relate to this idea of fulfilling your service to God in an area for a season and then getting to return from where you came or in Paul's and Barnabas' case returning from their mission to Jerusalem back to Antioch.
1: The book of life where you want your name on the inside. They believe in Jesus' name. They have a guarantee of eternal life. Because of their faith, Died and was raised Is your name in the book of life Of the Lamb that was slain yeah. Are you sick like the weed I will gather in the barn? Will you burn like the chaff in the field? I've done in the flame Gather in the barn Will you burn like the chaff In the flame Are you saved?
0: That was Book of Life From the Adams Road album Book of Life
1: Ask yourself Are there any divisions? Is the strife or jealousy in the denominations? And why is the body of Christ even separated? Just ear, but how would? Fight for her to say the and wash her with the word. We are believers of his name. Let's build each other up in faith.
0: That was one from the Adams Road album Enemy of the Cross. This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach to the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 13. Grace and peace be with you all.